Have you ever had a Monday morning where you look back over the weekend and you think, oh, I blew all of my hard work again. It's not like it's a surprise. It's not like I don't know what happens on Monday after a weekend of not paying any attention. Or maybe, maybe it's not even the weekend. Maybe it's just a random Tuesday night where you found yourself having a snack before dinner or after dinner or both. And then you had another snack and then another five snacks later, you're like, I can't believe I did this again. I should know better. Oh, I should know better. Those words really pack a punch in so many ways. Today, we are diving into number one, why there's a big difference between knowing better and doing better. And it has nothing to do with your self-discipline and it's not your fault. Number two, why living in the fantasy land of shoulds is making you unhappy and hurting your efforts to lose weight. And finally, the number one character trait you can use to get out of the shoulds and into reasonable, realistic action steps. And it's a character trait that everyone has, even if you might be a little bit out of practice. So are you ready to rewrite the story of Shoulderella and create your own happy ending? Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to it. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here today. Today we are talking about the idea of I should know better and why that phrase itself can actually really undermine you and self-sabotage your progress. So the idea of the word should, I remember so vividly the first time I heard the phrase don't should on yourself, which is of course like a clever play on words. And I was actually at a, this was during the time when I was coaching fitness and I went to a class to get certified at a kind of a higher level thing. And the instructor was somebody who I had admired from afar. This was the first time that I got to meet her in person and the whole day was there was like a workout, there was some learning, there was another workout. And it was it was an intense day. But I remember part of her teaching was the kind of emotional component to weight loss. And she talked about how as women, we have so many kind of underlying stories of like, what I should do as a mom, what I should do as a wife, what I should do at work, all of these shoulds. And she used the phrase, Stop shooting on yourself. And I was like, ooh, that's so good. But the thing is, the word should can be very, very sneaky. It's almost sometimes like at the level of like the sound that dogs can hear, but we can't. It's like, just because I'm not actively aware of that should, I can't technically hear it in that voice in my head. It doesn't mean it's not there. So I should know better was something that really came up for me a lot in relation to drinking. It was like, you know, it's not like the effects of alcohol are a surprise, you know, but I still, I'd find myself time and again in the spot thinking like, why did I do that again? I should know better. 
And the problem is that sentence messes with our heads in a couple of different ways. So for example, I was talking with a client a few weeks ago uh, about stress eating. She had had a hard week at, at work and her husband suggested that they go out and get some snacks. And she wanted to stick to her plan, but she was also craving something salty and you know she didn't want to disappoint her husband, so she agreed. And they went to the store to get some snacks, but nothing was looking good to her. Nothing was feeling like, ah, that's what I want. Nothing really kind of like scratched that craving. And so, but she didn't want to go home with nothing. And so she picked out some chips that she used to like. And she was describing to me that when she got home, she had the chips, but she was disappointed. It was like they didn't taste as good as she remembered, but she kept eating them because even though her body was like, no, this is not, not what I want, her brain wanted something. And so there was this kind of disconnect, disconnect, like a cognitive dissonance. And as we were coaching around it, she said, you know, it seems dumb. It's like, I already know I shouldn't do this. Let me tell you, it is not dumb. And here's why. So just like we have habits of action, we have habits of thought as well. So in the brain, there's a, a saying, you know, neurons that fire together, wire together. And what that literally means is when an electric pulse goes from one neuron to the next, there creates this kind of protective cover covering around the pathway between those two neurons, and it's called myelin. And so the myelin pathways get kind of solidified the more times that an electric pulse goes from one neuron to the next. So basically, that says, I had a tough day, therefore I want chips. And so the more you repeat that, the more the electric pulse goes from one neuron to the next, the more that strengthens the myelin coating around that pathway. And so that becomes an established thought pattern over time. When we're trying to create a new thought pattern, that old pattern is still there. That old pathway is still myelinated. It still exists. It's like a, like a tunnel. Like it's not like the, the, just because you're creating a new tunnel, it's not like the old tunnel just disappeared. And so the brain is really good at looking for patterns. And it says like, oh, yay, a pattern. Let's automate that. And then it delegates it to the lower brain, which is beneath your awareness. And so when it's looking for a pattern, if you're trying to create a new pattern, the old pattern is probably stronger. And so if you're stressed and you have less uh, you know, kind of energy available in your prefrontal cortex because you're tired or what have you, the brain's going to go with what's easiest. And that old pa pattern, that old tunnel is stronger than the new one you're creating. And so it's very easy to fall back into that old pattern. It's like a software program on your computer that's running in the background. When you, you can write something new, but the old program is still there. It's still running on autopilot. So it's not dumb. It's a not a matter of poor discipline. Your thought of, quote, knowing better is in your prefrontal cortex. That is the newer part of the brain. That is the planning part of the brain, but not the stronger part of the brain. And that is not the part of the brain that is in charge when you're tired or stressed or feeling strong emotions. When you are feeling tired, stressed, emotional, all those things, the more primitive part of your brain, the part of your brain that is more impulsive, that is like, what do I want right now is the one that's going to be in charge. And so it's going to go for the pattern that is established, that's easy, that it knows works. And that's that old myelinated pattern, that old tunnel 
that is nice and strong and solid. It's like, I know this will work. So it's not dumb. It's not your fault. It's just your brain doing what it does. That's what brains do. However, the story around I should know better is a problem. Here's why. Telling yourself I should know better creates a shame story. It makes you feel bad. And that is no bueno. Because bad feelings alert the signals in the brain that say, let's avoid this. Alert, alert. Let's look for something to make us feel better. And of course, what is the fastest, easiest way to feel better in terms of the brain? And you know, what, when it's looking for like, I want a quick hit of feel better. Well, it knows that foods high in sugar, salt, and fat help you feel better quickly because that gives you a quick jolt of dopamine and you feel better. So creating extra shame with the story of I should know better ends up creating a deficit, like a, a painful story. And so it ends up having your brain look for something to feel better. And so it can actually kind of be self-perpetuating. Every time you think about what should happen, or you get mad or frustrated or worn out, instead of just saying, try, this is what I did. This is what happened. This is what is, and I don't like it. That's fine. So instead of telling yourself, I should have done X, Y, Z, just tell yourself, this is what did happen. This is what is. It's empowering when we just tell the truth. The land of shoulds is very frustrating and shame inducing. The land of should creates fantasies around how life would be so much better if I could just fix myself. It creates yearning and pain. Instead of just saying, I don't like it when X happens, there's no fantasy that it should have been different. At least when I'm there, I can think about what I want to do differently next time, or even if I want things to be different. And then what am I going to choose at that time? Instead of arguing with reality. When you tell yourself, I should know better, you're arguing with reality. At least when you say X happened and I don't like it, now you have a direction. Indulging in shoulds just creates pain and anger with myself, and I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just thinking about how I should have been better, and I'm not thinking about what I want to do differently next time. You're not problem solving when you're in should mode. So we've talked about the difference between knowing better and doing better. So knowing better is in that prefrontal cortex and actually doing better is in the lower part of your brain, in the habit brain. And the habit brain is used to your old habits. And when you're trying to establish a new habit, the old pattern, the old myelinated pathway doesn't necessarily go away. So when you fall back into that old pattern, when you're tired or stressed and you have less resources for that prefrontal cortex thought, it's completely understandable and very normal for your brain to go back to that old pattern. So the difference between knowing better and doing better is the different parts of your brain, and it's not your fault when your brain falls back into old patterns under stress or fatigue or even, you know, strong emotions and so forth. And we've also talked about how telling yourself, I should know better, that should story creates a lot of shame. It has you ruminating in the past, as well as in this fantasy land of like, things would be so perfect if I could just fix myself. And what that doesn't do is it doesn't get you into problem solving mode. It doesn't get you into any action. It just has you ruminating in this shame cycle. 
And of course, shame makes you feel bad. And when you feel bad, your brain is looking for a way to feel better, which often leads to sugar, salt, and fat. So telling yourself the story of shoulds actually ends up hurting your weight loss efforts in the long run. Okay, so what do we do about this? Now that we know that the story I should know better is not helping, how do we fix it? So when the thought I should know better comes along, and it will, you can expect it, it's coming, use it as an invitation. It's an opportunity to tell yourself, my brain was just doing its job. My brain was just following old patterns that I accidentally taught it. Now it's time to practice a new pattern. And you can draw on an old character trait that you had in kindergarten. It's a character trait that you still have. It might be a little rusty, maybe not, but we all have it. Curiosity. For example, why does it rain? Where do babies come from? Why does it snow? Why is the sky blue? How much salt is in the ocean? What led me to choose the Cheetos over the snack I planned yesterday? Curiosity is your magic weapon. It is your Excalibur in your hunt. So I'm I'm getting very fantastical and story oriented here in this podcast. So anywho, get curious, use your character strength of curiosity, and ask yourself, what happened? And make sure your curiosity is open, non judgmental. It's simply, huh, I wonder what happened, put on your scientist goggles. Don't use this as another opportunity to shame yourself. There's no judgment here. It's just about like, huh, I wonder. So what led up to that moment when you felt like you should have known better? And what can you learn from it? For example, a pattern that I have learned about myself using the uh, secret weapon of curiosity is I'm an introvert, and but I work from home. And so I have Zoom meetings. And I know that three Zoom meetings is about my kind of magic amount. More than that, I can handle. It's not great. But uh, three is about is about great. Four is okay. If I get into five or six Zoom meetings, by the end of the day, I am stressed out, I am tired. And I know that I my old pattern is basically heading down that old tunnel, that old myelinated pathway that's like, give me the snacks, give me the wine, I want to chill out and relax because I've had so many meetings today. I know this about myself. And so when I can look at my calendar and see I've got five meetings on Monday, whew, I probably need to make a plan for 530 on Monday evening of what am I going to do to proactively give myself some rest, proactively give myself some recharge time that is not in the kitchen. You can do this too. Look for patterns. What was it that had you eating off plan? Were you at a, a barbecue and you have an old story of like, well, when I go to barbecues, I just eat whatever. Or maybe you got off the phone with your sister-in-law who drives you crazy and you're like, oh, I just can't even. And then you found yourself eating a bunch of chips. Whatever it is, get curious. What was the thing that led you to going off your plan and that led you to thinking, I should know better. It's not like this is a surprise. It's okay. So instead of giving yourself that shame story, give yourself a curiosity story. Put on those scientist goggles and be like, huh, wonder what happened and how can I plan for that next time? It's a matter of reps, imperfect repetitions. 
imagine, think of it like shooting a basketball. Even people in the pros miss their shots sometimes. How many reps do you think they have of shooting a basketball? I mean, years and years worth, right? And yet they still miss. Every game they miss. It's the same with weight loss. You're going to miss. It happens. But the more reps you practice, the more times you practice getting curious, learning, and saying like, hmm, I wonder what happens. Like just because I see I have five meetings on Monday doesn't mean I'm going to perfectly have a, a, you know, a well-planned out uh, evening on Monday night. I'm still, I, I know in advance, but I'm still probably going to make some mistakes every now and then. It's normal. Expect it. But the more practice you get, the better you will get. There will be missed shots. That's okay. There will still be moments where you possibly look back and wish you made a different choice. Expect it. It's okay. Don't be wishing for a moment when you never have a slip up. Don't set yourself up for failure by telling yourself that one day you'll never be tempted by these things again. That one day you'll just get over these cravings. That is fantasy land. When you argue with reality, you always lose. Give yourself the gift of thinking and operating in reality not wishful perfection land. Those old neural pathways are well myelinated and they will be there for a long time. It is a natural biological process in the brain. It's not your fault. Don't try and argue against that. Instead, use that to your advantage. When you notice your brain starting to go down the old pathway, use it as a moment of awareness and an invitation to choose the new pathway that you want your brain to start getting used to. Even if that means you're halfway or three quarters or almost done with the bag of chips and you leave one chip in the bag. Start a new pathway by choosing new thoughts. For example, I'm making progress all the time. Or each slip up is teaching me something and I'm really good at learning new things. Or I can be curious and love myself instead of shaming myself. Or, weight loss is a journey, not a destination. I'm learning more about the journey and myself all the time. Now, I know I've said this in the podcast in the past, but I keep a note in my pocket every day and I switch it up. It's a different, different note every day. But the reason why I do that is I know that left to its own devices, my brain is going to figure out what's wrong. My brain is going to default to the negative. And so I put this note in my pocket to proactively steer my brain and my thoughts towards what I want to be focusing on. Those four different sentences that I just said, I can read them again. Go, go get a note card, a three by three by five note card or a sticky note, write it out and put it in your pocket. Take proactive steps to steer your brain in the direction you want it to, because left to its own devices, it's going to find what's wrong. It's going to find ways that things are not working. You've got to look for examples of how things are working. So here are those sentences again. I'm making progress all the time. Each slip up is teaching me something and I'm really good at learning new things. Now keep in mind, you wanna make sure these feel true. Another sentence is, I can be curious and love myself instead of shaming myself. Or weight loss is a journey, not a destination. I'm learning more about the journey and myself all the time. Remember, You are just human, imperfectly, gorgeously human. 
Perfection is not a thing. You are a piece of the divine and you are completely worthy exactly as you are. You don't need to be perfect. You don't have to have it all figured out. You are worthy right now. Okay, let's talk about our one confident body action step for this week. Ready? You're going to not be surprised by this. I want you to get curious. Okay, let's get let's get a little more, more detailed about that. So where is there a sneaky should lurking around in your brain? Maybe it's easy to spot, like I shouldn't have had two servings of dessert last night. But maybe it's a little more subtle. Maybe it's something like my body shouldn't look this way. I shouldn't weigh this much. My body should be able to do more than it can. Does any of those resonate? They're kind of sneaky. They, they feel so, so true. It's almost like a fish swimming in water. I mean, like what water? Look, look more closely. Where is there a should lurking in your brain? Maybe it says, I should be able to control my eating. Or I should treat myself better. Just be curious. And wherever you find a sneaky should, I want you to change the dialogue. Tell yourself, whatever it is, X, Y, Z is how it is. For example, I weigh this much. My body can do X right now, but it cannot do Y. My body looks the way it does. Again, we're kind of telling the truth. We're landing, we're sorry, we're living in the land of reality rather than in the fantasy should lands. I choose to eat junk food sometimes. That is reality. And I don't like it or I don't prefer it. That's okay. And just allow that to be your truth today. Live in reality, not in should land. Because it's only from reality that you can transition into problem solving mode versus ruminating in wishing mode. Okay, so get curious, where's the should? And instead of telling yourself the should story, tell yourself the truth about reality. XYZ is happening is what it is. And I don't prefer it. And that's okay then you can get into problem solving mode. There is a whole section in my book about sneaky sabotaging words like should. And there's seven of them actually, and seven of the like the most common sneaky sabotagers. So if you've ever found yourself shoulding on yourself, then please check out my book. It's called You Are a Miracle and it's available on Amazon. And if there's anything in this episode that's helped you, I would love for you to share it with one person, maybe your sister or your mom or your, your friend that you meet for coffee, or the person at the checkout counter at the grocery store. Uh, okay, maybe not that. that. That might be weird, and perhaps not so well received. Anywho, maybe if you could just think of one person who might be lifted up by this episode and share it with them. That would be amazing. And remember, love yourself, because you deserve to give yourself the respect of being honest with yourself about where you are without piling a story around what, quote, should be on top of it. Your past self was doing the best she could. And the way to set your future self up for success is to quit spending energy on what should be or on what you should know and get busy moving forward with what is. All right, that's what I got for you this week. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.